Hello everybody, welcome to The Lost Chapters. I am your host, Jacob, and this is my magical co-host, Wade. Magical, melty, good-looking, good-natured man, Wade. It's me. Uh, you, you chose those words yourself, that's not a part of my script. I am reading it word for word from your script right now, that's what <laughs> it says about We can't prove it because this is an audio podcast, <laughs> but he's a liar. Uh, pro- I'm just telling the truth, I'm reading from Jacob's script that he wrote. <laughs> oh yeah, what's the next word? Butt cheeks. Dang, he's right. Yep. <laughs> Last week we left the clap sink in, um, but... It was cute and gave you a little insider's perspective to how we run the show, so I left it in um, on accident, but whatever. Yeah, you get that raw footage, baby. (laughs) The raw audio footage. Everything you want, a little backstage. um, Pass? VIP pass. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Give us a follow on Twitter, everyone, um, at Lost Chapters Pod. Interact with us. If you know who we are, you know why you're here. If you don't know who we are, we take 20, 30 minutes a week, discuss some of our favorite things, and <laughs> this week we're going to discuss something magical. Okay. Like, what kind of magic are we talking about here? Wait, it is the late 14th century. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Going back in time. It's 14th century. So what, what what's going on in um, that time period? Just so I can get my mind wrapped around it. Is it like Vikings? Are we are we talking about England? Your European medieval times. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I don't really know if it's straight up medieval, but it's like uh before the Renaissance. Castles. Castles, towns, knights. cities, yeah, knights. Murder. But we're gonna focus on one thing. Okay. You own a bookshop in the middle of France. That's nice. Can a lot of people read back then, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are literate. Okay. And if not, there's pictures. I like picture books. Yeah, I like picture books, too. So, you own the bookshop. You're not rich. You own enough money to keep the shop open, keep books going, pay rent, have some basic items. I mean, you're basically like you're a middle-class French bookseller, all right? Sounds good life to me. It's not a bad job. There's worse. You could be cleaning the latrines. Yep. So... While being versed in the books, you also dabble a little bit in alchemy. (laughs) Just for fun. Just for fun, yeah. It's a hobby. It is. It really is. You make some concoctions that help improve health. They make you feel better. You know, maybe you're a snake oil salesman. Like, yeah, this one will make you taller. It'll make your spine straight. You know, scoliosis Mm -hmm. and all that. So, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about alchemy. <laughs> Every Skyrim playthrough I go through, uh, I try to do alchemy, and then I just end up ignoring it because I don't understand it, so I'm not very well versed in it. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't get it either. Isn't it no. trying to turn stuff into gold? No, no, no. That's transmuting. Alchemy is like throwing a bunch of stuff in one of the mortar and pestles and then crushing it all together and putting it in a liquid vial and it making a potion. Ah, okay. Yeah. But... I like where your mind's at, Wade. Okay. So, you make some things, and you maybe even create some potions, you know, but back to basics, you're a middle-class bookstore owner. Dabble in alchemy, you're a scribe, so you write some books of your own, Mm -hmm. and you live a happy life. Nice. Yeah. One day, a man comes into the shop to sell you a book. What kind of man? Hooded old man with white 
beard, white hair. You know. I don't Who's allow that? that kind in my bookstore. <laughs> oh, Mr. Come here. You can come into my bookstore, walk in with your robe like that. You have to get out, buddy. Yep. That's exactly what a French person would sound like. Yep. <laughs> so, this old man comes into the shop. He has a very large, very old book, and he says, I will sell this to you for two florins, which I don't know the conversion rate, but I'm going to imagine that's like two dollars. Um... You know, judging by the inflation, I'll go three dollars. Yeah, I'm sure it's around there somewhere. You're you were the business major, you know it. I yeah, you know I wasn't, but I'll take it. <laughs> so, you look at the book, right? It's made with Admiral Rhines from a young tree. It's covered in brass. It's well bound. It has text engraved all over it. Um. The author of the book was Abraham, the Jewish priest, prince, philosopher, Levi, and an astrologer. So you're like, hey, hell yeah, I'll take this. Yeah, why, two books. Why is he selling it for $2 or $3 by inflation standard? It's, it's a good choice. I don't know. I don't know why. He just says, I'll sell it to you. You say, okay. Okay. So you spend years trying to crack the code in the book. It's not written in French. It's written in some... Uh, language you don't understand. English. You spend years trying to crack it. 21 years to be exact. Okay. Finally, <laughs> after 21 years, you think, you know what? I should go somewhere to try and find someone that knows something about this. So you copy a few pages down. You go to Spain, and you find a man who recognizes it as Chaldean, which is an Aramic-speaking Catholics. Iranic? Aramic, like Arabic, oh, kind Arabic. of. Arabic, okay. So, he wants to travel back with you, but unfortunately, he does die. Um, but before he dies, he made some translations to the book, and now that you don't have to pay him because he's dead, you use those translations, and you translate all of the text. Nice. One night, while you and your wife are experimenting, not the young... Okay, hold on. Let's rephrase that one. Time out. <laughs> what? While you and your wife are performing chemical reactions in the lab. Yeah, that's not any better. <laughs> okay. Trying to find out your chemistry. Well, I mean, it happens sometimes. <laughs> After 21 years, you know. You gotta spice you gotta it up. Gotta something. <laughs> gotta spice okay. some things up. So, <laughs> you and your wife turn a half pound of mercury into a half pound of gold. <gasps> And Whoa. that's transmutation, Wade. Is it transmutation? I thought that's it was a different word. No, that's transmutation. Uh, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, I mean... Um, transmutation, definition... The, the philosopher's of stone. Of changed in, okay, yep. It's the philosopher's stone that turns. Yep, we are talking about the philosopher's stone this week, Wade. Oh, baby. <laughs> so, yes, um, we. This man's name is Nicholas Flamel. He. Flamel. Did yeah, Flamel. Yes, whatever. Um, this is real life, not Harry Potter. So. Damn. <laughs> he did donate gold to charity funded schools churches hospitals each one he put an alchemical message on it um and from his own writing he said 
still following word for word the directions of my book about five o'clock in the evening the 25th day of the following april i made projection of the red stone on the same amount of mercury still in my own house uh per and Nell, and no other with me i guess that was his wife it was duly transmuted into the same quantity of pure gold much better than that of the ordinary metal softer and pliable i speak in all truth i have made it three times wow he is the discoverer of the Philosopher's Stone. Man, oh man. So I'm curious. For you, You're going to be able to explain it better than I can. For the audience, the Philosopher's Stone is, if you do not know, Harry Potter, book number one. It's called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in Europe. They changed it in America. To the um, Sorcerer's to Stone. To the Sorcerer's Stone, yes. What is the Philosopher's Stone, Wade? Well, I mean, its its main thing was it could turn lead into gold, um, mm-hmm. so it make a man rich if he wanted it. But in the book, I think it made the holder essentially invincible. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. So, um, yeah, or live forever. Yeah. So the philosopher's stone is a stone or a mix. That is capable of turning base metals into gold or silver. Um, the stone itself was highly sought after in ancient ages, as it was seen to be the highest level of alchemical genius there was. Nicholas Flamel didn't claim to discover it, but he was one of the few that did discover it. And it's literally like the symbol for al- for in alchemy and in chemical reactions, it's literally the symbol for perfection. Wow. So basically, everyone wanted it. Yeah. Um, not only to, you know, I mean, obviously people wanted it to be rich, but people wanted it basically for bragging rights. Like, ah, look at me. I have the Philosopher's Stone. You're a terrible chemist, Richard. I got it before you. Yeah. Screw you, Richard. Yeah. Stealing my wife. Yeah. You may have my wife, but I have the Philosopher's Stone, so who's the real winner, Richard? Way to go. <laughs> so... We're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you the like the actual lore of the Philosopher's Stone in our, in real life, I guess. Okay, let me hear it. So, <laughs> in in Greek times, it was said that the stone was created from the first matter of the universe. So you know the MCU, you know, the Infinity Stones, right? I do know the Infinity Stones. Yeah, they. If you remember in the first Guardians. They're talking to the collector, and Arishim, or the collector shows a vision of Arishim, who's a celestial, talking about the stones, and he basically says, the stones are made from the very beginning of the universe. They're formed in the elements of the universe themselves. They're saying that about the same thing about the Philosopher's Stone. It's so powerful because it was formed from the first matter of the universe. Okay. So, so I getcha. Yeah. So it's the Infinity Stone. Kind of. It's one of them. <laughs> Which one? So, well, it's red, so I guess reality. Which would make sense, being able to transmute things, right? Yeah, I guess so. So, the stone... And here's the thing about the stone. Here's interesting. It's not a single stone. Um, it's not like a one, one-off stone that, if it's destroyed, it's never seen again. You can actually make it. And that's why it's seen as the like perfection and alchemy because it takes around seven to 12 stages of alchemical reactions to get to the stone and when it's done it takes longer to finish Mm. so there when you're making the stone there are two separate points 
you get a white stone and you get a red stone the white one makes silver and it's a less mature version of the redstone which makes gold right um obviously the red one is the most popular because you know gold <laughs> and um it is seen the the redstone is translucent glass-like it's between red and purple mm-hmm. it's heavier than gold soluble in liquid and incombustible in fire and when you grind it up it is either orange or red in powder form why would you grind it up ah so here's the reason wade okay of course people want it because you want to create gold right right but when you said it makes the user invincible in harry potter Mm -hmm. that's not wrong that is in real life so the stone the stone stone god the stone itself was seen as something as like supernatural it is said they have the ability to heal all forms of illness and prolong the life of those who consume part of the stone. Hmm. So they would grind it up and they would put it in diluted wine and they would drink it and it would make you healthy and live longer. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. They would make it. If you could make it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you gotta be real smart to do it, apparently. Um, on top of those things, the stone can make perpetually burning lamps, which was, you know, obviously a more important thing back then. Yeah. Um, it can transmute common crystals into diamonds, revive dead plants, create flexible glass, and here's... You thought we were crazy before. Here's the most interesting part. The Philosopher's Stone can create a, homun- a homunculus, a homunculus, which is a little person. What? Like a... What kind of little person? Like a midget. The Philosopher's Stone can either create or clone a midget. Uh, How? Why? (laughs) I'm not saying this in a mean way. I'm just genuinely confused. I, I can't think of a situation where creating a little person would benefit that created little person. Like, I can imagine, like, if you're creating little people, I can't imagine it's gonna be, like, because you want to set them free. Like, I, you know. It's like slavery, right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And I'm just like, ah. You're gonna be able to live forever and create little people? I don't think you should have the stone. How do you find that out <laughs> do I, I don't know listen man the websites i go to <laughs> no I, I meant like if you're the the philosopher's stone holder please maybe make a dwarf like... please make a dwarf what <laughs> yeah, do you know maybe like... it was like an accident and you had two twin little people but you didn't know they were twins and you just like oh i cloned him I just don't see it. I feel like you try, like they were trying to make regular material into gold. Like that was purposeful. <laughs> they were trying to make something to make you live longer. That was purposeful. Why are you trying to create a little person? Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was like, maybe it was like an accident, and then after that, they were just like. 
Oh, that was pretty cool. I gotta try again. <laughs> you gotta do that again. <laughs> yeah. exactly and it. I don't, I don't mean that in a, a mean way. It's just like it sounds. It's, like I mean, it's just so random. Like it's like, hey, like this thing can do all these things, turn things into gold, make you live forever. Oh, also, it can create a little person. Uh, and then, anyways, besides that, it can also do this. And it's just like, hold it's on, just, wait. They threw that out. in the terms and conditions. Yeah. You know, it's just like. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on. That's the same as like, oh yeah, if you go into the woods with your shirt turned backwards, the goblins won't kill yep. you. It's like, it's like, <laughs> they're trying to brag about it. We have a hundred features for this. <laughs> this stone has so many features. You don't know what to do with them. Maybe it's like the side effects. Like you know, this commercial. It's like, oh, when you take this antidepressant medicine, everything's all bright and shiny. You're gonna feel uh, so much better. Your depression's gonna go away. Also, uh, diarrhea, vomiting, uh, liver spots, uh, bloody vomit. Uh, just, just covering it all. It's little, little bitty words at the very bottom. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. So those are the properties of it. That's what it can do. Huh, okay. Yeah, it's uh pretty interesting. So, you know me, I like to look into the historical validity of things. So, I'm going to take you on a travel through time. A time travel, you could say. Okay, How? where are we going this time? So, Nicholas Flamel is, of course, the one who is popularized with the stone, right? Right. So... But if we go with a careful study back through time, we can see at least something like this pop up over centuries of Earth lore. Um, the oldest known book on alchemy is written by a Greco-Egyptian alchemist by the name of Zosimos of Panopolis. Um, he mentions, in his book, he mentions the Philosopher's Stone uh-huh. uh, around 300 AD, which is a lot earlier than Flamel ever lived. Okay. Uh, in 1620, another alchemist by the name of Gloria Mundi, this is actually interesting, wrote that the stone itself goes all the way back to Adam. The stone like, itself goes back to Adam? Yeah, yeah, like Adam from Adam and Eve in the Bible, which okay. is, if you believe in Christianity, the creation of humans like the starting point of the world how do they okay, how where <laughs> where was that from um like, gloria mundi an alchemist in 1620 said that it started with adam yes he said that adam acquired the knowledge of the stone directly from god itself um and then they passed that knowledge from biblical patriarchs down and that's why people in the bible lived so long Oh, Which, if you believe that it is, you know, if it, if it is the fact that the stone can be made, then that makes sense. If God were to tell Adam, hey, this is how you make the stone, and biblical patriarchs then made the stone and consumed it, they would live forever, or at least a very, very long time. Like, you know, people in the Bible, on average, live like 700 years or something near the start of the civilization. Fascinating. Um... And then this is this is a very loose um, interpretation, but Psalm 118, verse 22, says that the builders rejected a stone, which then became the cornerstone to the door into heaven. Um, some people think that that is 
talking about the philosopher's stone and people rejecting the stone which god then used i don't know that one seems like a stretch to me but okay who knows so if if you can create it create the stone how have modern people not been able to discover it or create it that's a good question we'll get to that in the theories okay so um back back uh from we go further on from the bible we get to the byzantine empires um transmuting metal the arab empires transmuting metal an 8th century muslim alchemist by the name of jabir ibn hayyan i don't think you pronounced that correctly i definitely did not pronounce that correctly (laughs) (laughs) um he said that anything could be transmuted with a specific substance he called xeron in greek and al ixir in arabic which was described as a dry red powder um and in the 13th century abadus magnus said he witnessed the creation of gold by transmutation wow and then this one's actually really interesting in buddha's buddhism and hinduism humans are given a valuable jewel by the gods and it is a red stone that gives people immortal divinity helps prevent natural disaster and gives people like 120 gold pieces every day that sounds like the philosopher's stone to me it sure does and this is going back to your saying and of if it happens in every culture around the world it's got to be true yep that is i actually that's in my script <laughs> oh i was ahead of you you were um so but you weren't ahead of me because you read my script you were ahead of me because we think the same yeah no i'm i i don't have a script in front of me Mm-mm. he's fully surprised every time i am i'm just going off of this jacob does all the real work in here <laughs> you give me everything i need wade yeah so theories we're gonna start with an obvious one all right it's not real there's no alchemical reaction that can transmute things to gold or powder that can change things, but that's a crappy, scared, Boo. wimpy, cowardly theory. You okay? suck, theorists. Yeah, scientists, scared scientists, that's what I call them, cowards. Yeah. yeah. So here's a real theory, okay? Okay. The stone is real, and those who are smart enough to make it can make it, and then they use it however they see fit. Um... And here's the thing, Wade. In all reality, it doesn't do much but give people gold and make them healthy. Like, it doesn't make give them any power, you know? You can do a lot with a lot of money and a long you time. You can. You can. You're right. But it doesn't make them live forever. Um, it makes them live longer, but not forever. It gives you money, but what more can it do? I mean, in our modern age, money is great and money is everything, but like... If you live past 100 with a lot of money, people are going to start becoming suspicious. Well, you fake your death and move on. That's true. And then turn into someone else. Yeah. But um, you still have all your money. Or you yeah, make you more do, money. You do still have all your money. Yeah. I couldn't find any um, evidence that 
someone is using it today, but it's also very possible that it was lost. Because remember, whenever Flamel found it, it was in a different language entirely. Yeah. Um, and he was the only one that knew how to translate it. So if he died and no one else translated it, then we lost it for forever. Um, it is theorized that Isaac Newton had some of the Philosopher's Stone. Fair. Um, which wouldn't be bad, um, but he had an alchemical manuscript, which, build, which he had a recipe in it that was thought to be a step toward making the Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> but that's all they could find, just wow. that one step. That's cool. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of interesting stuff, but in my opinion, it's probably lost to time, so no one knows how to make it. And nobody's um, trying to make it? I mean, you could, but where do you even begin? There's so many elements. That's true. So, I mean, someone could spin there. It's called a magnum opus, which is a great project. Like, only a few few alchemical geniuses in the world have ever made it. So you got to be like super smart, like Isaac Newton smart. And I do know anyone who's that smart lately. (laughs) Uh, Ben Franklin. Even then, he barely discovered electricity. I mean, how smart was he? Can we really call a guy who tied a metal key to the end of a kite and went out in a thunderstorm smart? Yeah, no, he was pretty dumb. (laughs) So I don't know. Here's the last theory that interests me a lot. Um, I found this fringe website. Like I said, I go to some websites. Mm-hmm. It talks about the healing properties of AU.SB202SO4, which is gold, um, two oxygen, two sulfur, four oxygen. Um, which, if you've never taken higher level chemistry, that means nothing to you. To me, that that's a chemical reaction, and it uh, it's gold times sulfur with oxygen more sulfur and uh sb which i don't really i don't remember the which in that one is anyways these put together makes edible gold like gold flakes like a like a gold you can drink like Uh, a melted down gold that's edible so interesting you combine regular gold with antimony which is a metalloid element and flux slash minstrum which can dissolve gold without corrosion when you combine these two, they create a red collodial gold antimony oxysulfate crystal, um, which is exactly what a philosopher's stone would be, a red crystal. Nice. And so you create these, and these three things can possibly make a crystal, philosopher's okay. stone. Um, and then the website itself is like they do this long it's like a full page it just talks about the healing elements of gold throughout human history um it goes all the way from moses at mount sinai to modern medicine (laughs) so pretty old um is gold actually that helpful in medicine i the website says so um like i just i I haven't heard any like usefulness um, summary, gold has been used in medicine for thousands of years. Um, you use it nowadays to treat rheumatoid arthritis, and gold alloys are used in implants. Sounds like a scam by the medical people. <laughs> it 
<laughs> yeah, like, y'all need gold in you to survive. <laughs> no. They just want maybe, more you know, money. Maybe I'll just start, like, injecting some gold straight into my veins. If you can afford That's healthy, it, right? do it. Does it have to be 100% gold? Because <laughs> I can get some cheap gold. It just gold may not be 100%. <laughs> so, what do you think, Wade? What's your th- I'll tell you my thought. I think that the Philosopher's Stone is real. You can make it. I think that knowledge has been lost to time. But I think if someone was smart enough to come out and make it, you could make it. And it probably has some healing properties. I mean, I like it. I like the theory. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so it has a big portion of, you know, uh, of lore in the book. But also, you know, it's based on true stuff, potentially. Um, True reports, I'll say. Uh, Is it real? I think it was destroyed. Okay. And then whoever was the last person to use it burned or destroyed all records of how to create it so that nobody could ever do it again. I don't necessarily think it was lost. I think somebody was like, yeah, man, this stuff, it's like crack, you know? (laughs) It's fun while it lasts, but then you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, So I think somebody destroyed it. Okay. Yeah, kept from people using it in the future. It's pretty good thoughts. Well, there you go, folks. That's That's our episode. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter at Lost Chapters Pod. Let us know what you think. And uh, let us know where you're at. I personally, you know, that's going to be a yes from both of us. So we get a ding, ding, ding. Um, ding. But let us know what you think. We're always interested. Yeah. So uh, see you guys next week. And until then, have a spooky week. Bye, everybody.